everyone, Jessica and Kaya. Today I have my friend Master Lama Rasaji back. And I'm so excited because we're going to talk about mindfulness and finding refuge in our lives. And um, he's going to talk about how Tai Chi Gung can help to assist in this process. It's such an important topic. And when we're mindful, it allows us to set things aside and focus on the present and find peace in our life. So I'm really happy to talk about this. So eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast, a podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance, teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now your host, Jessica Ankaya. How are you doing today, Pastor I'm doing fine, Sister Jessica. Happy to be with you and speaking to your audience again and all your fans and, and excited about this time of the year, Advent season and what all that means. And uh, it's a good time to get people's minds right. So the subject matter is uh, kind of close to my heart. Uh, because when people understand really what mindfulness really is, it's, it's really hard to say, but shortly after people kind of have what we call in the lamasary, this cosmic turning point, that big aha moment where they're actually a conscious being, you know, it's when mindfulness kind of solidifies that state and they start to be aware that there's somebody thinking their thoughts, somebody looking through their eyes, someone speaking through their mouth, someone breathing their breath, and they become aware of there's a higher entity working with me. And it's been going on all the time. It's just they couldn't put their finger on it before until this kind of epiphany moment happens, you know. So, yeah, I'm real excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of what is your thoughts on, um, well, I shouldn't even say, what are your thoughts? Um, just tell me about Tai Chi Gung and how it will help lead to mindfulness and help us to hone in on the present and not think about the, you know, the future or the past. And I think a lot of our stress in our day-to-day -day lives come from thinking about well, you know, there was a famous saying by our original Lama who says, you know, that, you know, there's really no life in the past, you know, there's no future in the past and there's no real chi in the past. And all you have is memory of kind of drama moments that become like a slide reel in our past. So many people put so much emphasis in the future concern about the future the more we worry about the future the more that our inner clock starts to speed up we get very anxious and of course god is only in the present that's why they that's one of god's attributes they talk about you know omnipresent and so god's power and energy is in the present and the whole art of tai chi gung is about 
slowing the spirit, mind, and body down, what the Indians call the true chanda, so that we can slow things down enough to pick and choose now as a conscious being through mindfulness and other things, what is the right thing to do and the right choices to make? You know, what people, if you go to like some Judean Christian scripture and you say, well, there was a statement made, do this in remembrance of me. And a lot of times people connect that to the Last Supper and they connect it to, oh, he was talking about eating and drinking. And in reality, he was talking about every action. He was talking about reflecting before I take a movement. Now, if you're practicing a system like Tai Chi Gung, and as you know, on our site, we have the 45-day challenge for people to get a taste, a nice taste, and it costs them nothing to get the taste except for their time and their effort, they're going to notice within weeks that there is a part of them that's just starting to slow down. And the more they slow down, the more they catch the things in life that they really want to pay attention to, which makes mindfulness even work even more, right? Because, you know, the Buddha says, whatever I focus my mind on long enough, I become that very thing. All the great sages of the world have always said that. And that is so true. But most people, it's this point where they go oh my god I was using my mind in a real weird way and some people be become aware of they were using their mind to actually work against them they didn't know it but you know God gives us that free will and that ability to image in so you know scriptures say we're created in thy image when we look in the mirror there's not many people in the beginning that feel like they're actually created in that image. And what people see in the mirror is why I'm a big prone to mirror meditation at least once a week, right? Taking your meditation, taking your mantras, your prayers, and just literally speaking them yes. and watch to the mirror. Because the moment you do, you can see on your face and in your eyes whether you believe what you're saying is true or not. Right. And you're always trying to get to the core truth, to your own truth of your own being. And the closer you get to that truth, the more empowering it is. It's also very, very liberating. Oh, yeah. It's uh, You start to realize that practicing a discipline of Tai Chi Gong is not holding you back or tying you down. It's actually freeing you up. Because if I can... You know, if I can take, if I can take prayer beads and I can choose five to 15 minutes a day to decide what I want to think on, whether it's a mantra, whether it's a phrase from scripture, it's an affirmation. For a lot of people, Jessica, that's the first time they've literally chose their thought process. Well, what they don't know, if they haven't had that cosmic turning point, really what I call that epiphany, like that aha moment, they're getting ready to. They're setting themselves up because what happens is thoughts creative. 
And what that means, as you shift your mindfulness, your mindset, you start to see things show up in your world. And you then start to be able to trace it back to yourself. And that becomes one of the most empowering moments when that happens. When you trace it back to self and you say, I initiated an action in the universe and that action has showed up. Maybe it showed up in your life. Maybe it showed up in your body. Maybe it showed up in your bank account. Maybe it showed up in the business that you're doing. Maybe it showed up, you found that soulmate. You put the frequency out there because all frequencies that we do put out there, you know, the moment that thought comes into mold. See, I can take all this energy. Let's say all this energy, like this circle around me, is all around me. The moment that I do this, now it's like taking all that water energy and putting it through a, a hose or a spigot. It's now focused that energy that before was all out here. Now it's become here. Well, when I'm doing the, you know, the Tai Chi swim or I'm doing the figure eight like so, I'm doing the same thing. The very movement is taking the energy and doing this. It's bottling it up, connecting it, funneling it, and then focusing it out into the universe. And so when I'm practicing the energy and I'm elevating the thought process, what happens is two almost seem to be miraculous things. And that is, I get more clear about what I want to come into my life. And it shows up exponentially faster and faster with more power. All of a sudden, when the individual gets to that point, Jessica, oh my God, their whole life has changed because they've really shifted from this unconscious kind of victim kind of mindset into I'm going to be totally responsible for my life and I can choose the quality of life and the quality of people I want in that life. So it's, it's, a, it's a powerful thing. Oh yeah, it is. So what you're describing, it sounds like some, somewhat to the law of attraction. Basically. Oh, it, it always is. It's a dominant law in the universe. It's of all of God's laws. He made the law of attraction dominant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how long, like say if someone wanted to be, uh, we'll just say success in a business. Right. How long, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about the affirmations, how long would you suggest that they do those affirmations on a day-to-day basis before they start to see changes? Oh, well, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, the funny yeah. thing about Tai Chi Gong, I have seen the most agnostic non-believers come into a Tai Chi Gong class and tell me a couple of things that should blow away the person who thinks everything happens by faith right yeah and that is 
oh my God, I'm feeling something I've never felt before. Well, what is that that you're feeling? Let me see. If that was an emotion, you're not feeling anger, are you? I said, you're not feeling apathy. You're not feeling frustration. No, you're feeling this love vibration that we call the chi, which is the scientific world says it's electromagnetic biological frequency. That's what the chi is. Intrinsic energy is what it is. The life force. Yeah. The llamas like to call it the aliveness because the more of it you feel, the more alive that you just feel. Well, you don't even know that moment if that's a new person in class, whether they've gotten online with Master David or they've hooked up with us and got the you know, 45 day challenge and they're learning from the DVD. The point is they did something, they felt something and they know for a fact, I did this and this happens. See, that's scientific. I did this and this happens. Well, guess what? That kicks the brain that doesn't even have to believe anything. Yeah. Oh, now, because they felt something. See, if I'm affirming for a month that I'm going to drive up to the shopping mall, and one of the spaces right up against the store is going to be empty. And three or four weeks into driving the mall, one day it is empty. And I realize there's a cause and effect about that. And I initiated that. Then my belief is going to kick in on a whole different level, no matter what my belief or faith was before I did that. Right. Well, if you're an agnostic to a true believer or somewhere in between, imagine the moment that you show up to do a series of exercises, moving and breathing, and you feel an element of energy you never have felt in your life. <laughs> do you think that maybe whatever belief or faith you have now kicks into gear? Well, what happens when faith and belief kick it accelerates it in the whole in in scriptures of the world one of my favorite um adjectives on the holy spirit is to quicken so it quickens everything it accelerates you know in music they have this word crescendo means to build right well the crescendo kicks in so all of a sudden, you know, when you first start these funny little exercises in Tai Chi Gum, the mind's not sure if you've never done Tai Chi or yoga before, you're not sure what it, you're supposed to be doing. You're not sure where this is taking you, right? But after a couple of classes, you're still feeling energy and you're feeling good and you're even not sure why. And you don't have to know. That's what's so phenomenal, right? And then all of a sudden the mind goes, oh, wait a minute. I get what you want me to do. It's kind of like I tell people in Tai Chi Gong, it's a little bit like when you come in and start to do the 45 day challenge and learn the exercises. Your mind's kind of not the driver right now. It's not the person behind the steering wheel of the car. It's in the back seat like a kid saying, mommy and daddy, when are we going to be there? And which way do we go? Well, the child's never been there and the child doesn't know how to drive. 
it's almost a foolish question, right? But that is us. See, we have this microwave, pop a pill, fix something instantly, no delayed gratification mindset. It is our Western mindset that we have. But five classes in, 15 classes in, the mind starts to say, okay, I'm kind of getting this, right? So then it's like the child saying, I'm going to the passenger side of the front car. Well, once you come to the passenger side of the front car, guess what? You see more where daddy and mommy are going. You see them pushing on the pedals. One day you're 15, 16, 17 years old and you're going to the church parking lot. Mommy and daddy are teaching you how to drive for the first time. Yeah. And what happens? Oh, the mind goes, now I get what you want me to do. That, Jessica, is what's happening in Tai Chi Gong. It's kind of the Suzuki method of music approach to energy, if you will. Suzuki, as you know, very famous. He says, I want you to grab this violin. I want you to hold it this way and bring your fingers across the fret like this. And when you go to bow that thing, do it like this. And I want you to do this. And I want you to copy me. So we're doing it, right? And then he says, now let's go back to the drawing board. I want to write down what we just did. See, because until then, the teaching way of music before was, learn musical notes, learn rhythm, like this, lineal. And this is why people who learn to read like that, it stimulated their left brain, but almost did nothing for their right brain, right? And then all of a sudden, they do a few figure eights. They do some Tai Chi swim, and both hemispheres of the brain kind of balance out. And the next thing you know, they're creating music out of the universe, this is the same journey of a student with Tai Chi Gong. This is why I tell people, you know, here we are coming into the end of the year. If I'm a business person, I'm reflecting on how my business do this year, right? What can I do to make my business better? What's not working? I need to get rid of that. What is working? We need to do more of that. And what do I love to do? Do I love to do so many things that are outside my business model? Maybe that's telling me I need to create another business, or maybe it's telling me I need to add this into the funnel of my business. See, because those three attributes I just mentioned are why we do what we call in Tai Chi Gong, the column exercise, which you can download for free and do. You want to do that every time Mercury is getting ready to go retrograde, or as the Lama series says, we're going into a yin cycle, passive cycle. Well, guess what? We are moving into that cycle, the greatest one of the year. And it's when, right. it's when the lunar not only goes yin, like the 13 cycles of the moon, but the solar in in the winter solstice also goes yin. And when those two go yin together, we call that in the Lama series a double yin cycle. And what happens is 
In a single yin cycle, I might feel the energy of a full moon instead of the normal 72 hour, 13 moons a year. In other words, 24 hours before the full moon of and after. Talk to the people who are first responders. They'll tell you what a full moon does, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, in, in a single yin cycle, Jessica, it's almost like the full moon is like 21 days. But in a double yin cycle, it's like it's 28 to 35 days of a full moon. And we just, you know, the more spiritually aware we are, we're more aware of it early coming in. And it leaves us earlier than most. Right. But if I'm grounded and I'm doing my Tai Chi Gong, I'm meditating on a regular basis, I'm centering my chi and my chakras, right? Guess what? I'm in the eye of the storm. Oh, and yeah. I'm saying, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Because why? Well, guess what? When we're in the end cycle, that is the most intuitive time of the year and a spiritual being loves intuition because they know that through intuition and synchronicity they're constantly talking to the divine and why wouldn't you want to talk to the divine more than less right but if you've slowed down enough see tai chi gum means give power to peace but in order to be peaceful enough to understand the statement made by King David in the Psalms of the Bible, where he says, be still and know. Well, if you've got problems being still, guess what? You're never going to know. <laughs> you got it? Right. God's, God's going, hey, anybody home? I don't know. I'm too busy. Sorry. That's I don't right. have time for you, God. I'm moving too fast. I'm out here running around Christmas shopping with the kids. I'm 90 to nothing in my automobile. I just cussed out that guy and wove that person. Out. You know, that's typical people this time of year, right? You hear all the 911s going on, the sirens yelling. It's happening. You see it everywhere, which is just outward proof that we're moving into the cycle. You right. see, it's just that. So, but to people like you and me and other people that are doing what we're sharing with them, guess what? Mm -mm. They're happy that they're learning God's way and God's law because God's way and God's law, it, it all comes out differently. Right. If, all, if my whole life is about what's on the boob tube <laughs> and I'm trying to, I'm trying to obey a law that these dimwits in congress just passed last week yeah that you know they they got laws like this high see the funny thing is god's got laws about like this many but his are profound and you break them you pay big time it's no like waiting on judgment you are paying because it changed your frequency whether you knew it or not right man's laws are like this and nobody pays any attention to them because they write them like nothing. Right. You know, say pass a bill and you, you, won't, you don't need to know what's in it until we pass it. Right. I mean, that's ludicrous, right? I'm going to tell you to sign the contract. Well, that's like me coming up to you and we're going to sign a contract. 
And in the process of signing the contract, I'm not going to show you any of the content in the contract. All I'm going to offer you is a signature page. Now you sign it. Guess what? Now I'm going to show you 30 pages of a contract. That's how stupid that is. That's right. Well, as a conscious being, we laugh about those kind of things because we more understand, Jessica, render to God what's God and render to Caesar what's Caesar. God's always going to take president over Caesar. Caesar, they're going to always be a Caesar and they come and go like any other politician. But God's law are eternal forever and always. And the more we yield to him, and like you said before, law of attraction, it's numero uno. You can't get around law of attraction if you try it. People say, well, I don't believe in God or I don't believe in this. And guess what? By your very statement. Yeah. Right. So when we speak things, you go back to mindfulness for a second. When we speak something, Jessica, it is an extension of our mindfulness. It, we are saying where we are at by the very words that we speak. That's why in scripture it says the power of life and death is in the tongue. That's another reason why the Lama says once, at least once a week. Practice your Tai Chi Gong off the clock. You know, everybody's got a schedule. I get it. You're a mom. You got wonderful children, a wonderful husband. You got a business. You know, you got to pay attention to this, right? You see, I don't wear one, by the way. And uh, there's a reason for that. And uh, <laughs> and so I don't, believe, I don't believe in watches and clocks, by the way. No. And uh, so, 3D. 3D. yeah, it's 3D, right? And, and, and so you're doing what you're doing. And then, but once a week, right? Take your watches off, turn the cell phone off, close down the laptop and say, you know what? Today's Saturday or Sunday and the Lama says go off the clock one day. And I'm just going to start my Tai Chi Gung practice. So I go through the basic exercise. I go through my figure eights, my body twist, my crane, my Tai Chi swim. And especially I get to the swim. I might normally do it two to five minutes. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to do it 10 to 20 minutes. I'm going to do it until spirit tells me to stop. And then guess what happens? A real profound experience happens and, and and you'll never be the same right and, and i want to do that and 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 every now and then same with relationships i'm going to spend time with the kids i want to put the cell phone down i want to close the laptop i want to turn off the tv or maybe put some nice beautiful new age or classical music in the background and be present yeah. right because I want to be present with my children. Now, once you've done that, all your chi is going off the chart. Because if you could, you, you could say that all of my eight chapters after the first chapter of the circle of life are all a relationship to the first chapter. 
Because in the first chapter, I talk about God, energy, the Holy Spirit, right? And, see and then what all the other chapters? How does the mind connect? How does breath connect? How does movement, nutrition, relationship? You could almost say that those spokes that go out, those eight spokes that go out from that hub is a relationship to energy and God. Then I want to ask you, once you have an omnipresent relationship with another human being or with practice, now the rubber really meets the road. You turn inside, outside, which is, by the way, what happens in the end cycle. People turn their inside, outside. We see, we see them inside, outside. You get it? And in the process, we go, why in the world wouldn't we spend that quality of time with the force or with God or universe, whatever you want to call it, that higher power, why wouldn't we give it unadulterated attention, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be shocked. I'll go to somebody's house, you know, and, and, you know, Fox News or CNN is playing in the background and they're almost oblivious that that, they don't realize that that's the mantra that's being done in the house and the vibration that comes from that mantra that's feeling the house. It's amazing. I mean, I've taught students of the year and I walk in or even worse, um, uh, soap opera, you know, we playing, you know, I'm going, Oh my God. I mean, you're going to have to have a, a spiritual lobotomy to get rid of that crap. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I thought I would never outgrow that. My mom loved that. I love my mom like crazy, but uh, she records that stuff, right? And I'm thinking, you can't get enough of that. You got to record that stuff, right? <laughs> and I got on a mountaintop in Tibet. And, and when I was on the mountaintop in Tibet going on from 79 to 1980, I was thinking about that. I was going, God, how in the world did I survive that program? Because I heard that crap from the time I was two or three years old, because I'm in the background and you know how sponges little kids are. I'm going, no wonder, no wonder I had almost no get up and go at 10 and 11. I look at Chin today, you know, he's going to turn 12 next month. Mm. He's a second degree black belt going on third degree. Wow. I, I said in the daily Lama that comes out tomorrow that I had him read three biographies when he was 10 years old, because I wanted him to be inspired. I wanted him to be a visionary and I wanted him to always get his mind right. So at 10 years old, it was summer reading, right? And he was going from like third to fourth grade. And I said, okay. So I said, I said, you know, you're into martial arts and he was just getting his first degree black belt. And I said, I want you to read Michael Jordan. He said, why? I said, well, Michael Jordan had the, a work ethic you just can't imagine. He had a high school basketball coach told him he couldn't do anything. And to my, and to my belief to this day, there's never been a person who walked on a basketball court that dribbled a basketball that even could cut a mustard to the guy, much less his integrity. Yeah. Right. So the second book I had him read, I mean, he loved graphic arts. He, he loved to draw on the computer. He was creating all these things already. And I said, I want you to read the life story of Stan Lee, who 
launched the Marvel comic. So he so he got into Stan Lee. He read about him. He said, well, what's going to be the third book? I said, oh, you're going to love this one the most. He said, well, I want you to read the biography of Walt Disney. Hmm. I said, you talking about a visionary? Yeah. Right? Walt Disney's famous quote, right? If you can dream it, you can do it. That's if right. you can dream it, you can do it, right? So I said, so I carved that summer his mindset, and I'm seeing it two years later still play out. I, I'm shocked about how many 40-year-olds or older have never read not even one of those books, and these guys are inspiring, let alone like Autobiography of a Yoga let alone like the holy science, let alone like James Redfield's Celestine Prophecy, one, two, three, or four, you know, because now there's four books out, right? Wow. Let alone Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Cashflow Quadrant, or the, somebody says, I want to, I want to, I want to learn how to invest money, Mama Rasaji, and I want to learn about residual income, and I want to learn about saving money. And I look at him, I said, you ever read The Richest Man in Babylon before? Mm. No. And I said, they got it in audio, too, if you want to multitask. Yeah. But I said, basic story based on biblical principles. And by the way, every one of these books I just mentioned is recommended reading in my book, Circle of life so i'll recommend the reading so jimmy swin today he he's third read on my book he's a real student of students and now he's reading all the recommended books he's going through all <laughs> the recommended books right yeah and when you do that you'll get a taste why the llama is where he's at today because you know i believe you always gotta be the student always got to be willing to learn, have to empty your cup enough and be humble enough so you can fill it up again and then move forward. And as long as you're willing to be a student and you have that attitude, I believe God's got something else to teach you. And as long as God's got something else to teach you and you're willing to be that student, Jessica, yeah. guess what? I believe God's going to keep you here. That's right. I believe is the most important reason that he keeps you here is that reason. I believe that in my heart of hearts. And as you know, I overcame a, I overcame a death sentence in 1968. Yeah. And I'm here. I know because I always been humble enough to always be a student first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've always been respectful enough of my elders that they've lived. So I know they've got something to share and give. And I've always been humble enough. There's an old saying in a martial art class, you can be the most advanced black belt in the dojo and a white belt can come in today and show you something that is profound. And if you're open enough to learn that, then you truly are a master because that is what makes a master a master yeah yes. yep yeah no i i agree with that i mean as soon as you think you know it all that's when trouble amounts 
and it, it just on every level doesn't it every, yeah on every level you get cocky <laughs> and you know you get that rooster tail up and you know god's god's he's setting you up right now because the most sense of humor he has, I think, is when people get too cocky. Yeah, I you agree. Know, my um, the Lama Master Boyang, who's still our head Lama today, and I was blessed to the fact that he was my mentor coming up. And he used to say, "You know, the hardest pie to eat and to finish it all, Rasaji, is humble pie." Humble pie. Yeah. He says very few people can ever finish that pie. Humble pie, you know, and it's so true. And Lord knows he's humbled me over the years. And yeah, so I try to be a little bit more respectful than I used to be. And I just believe, I was telling somebody today that when you're praying, when you're meditating, when you're even doing your Tai Chi Gong, that's you and him's time. That ain't nobody else. That ain't the kid's time. Yeah. That's not the husband or the wife's time. It's dag, I'm sure, not the cell phone time. It's not Facebook time. It's not. If we can't get to that place, then we'll truly never understand what true mindfulness really is. True mindfulness is be present with the task you are doing. Yes. And give it unadulterated attention yeah be present like god the father is present with us that's true mindfulness jessica and i'm fortunately that my road to that mindfulness was through the ancient art of tai chi gong and i would just welcome everybody to go and try the 45 day challenge for free you and your husband have done it now several times. You know the power of it. Oh yeah, it's it's been wonderful. I can I can speaking speaking to mindfulness. I can honestly say we've been doing Tai Chi Gong since July, and I, and since we've been doing it, I've had less thoughts during the day <laughs> and more positive thoughts. Now I'm trying yeah, to yeah. transform it where it's like even less, you know, right. more or less thoughts. <laughs> but right. but I am. And, and it's honestly has helped me to find my true calling in life, which is oh yeah, of path. course. And um, it's it's uh, it's wonderful. I, I'm very grateful. well. It's a beautiful blessing, and thank you for saying that. People go to rasaji.com, r-a-s-a-j-i.com. They'll see on a tab testimonies. We get them every day. Mm-hmm. Hundreds are up there now. You can that can motivate you. Then you click on the 45 day challenge. It's 20 to 40 minutes a day for 45 days. And we also ask people to say, say no for those 45 days to negativity. Yes. We say, say no to negativity. You know, don't turn on the Fox News, leave CNN alone, and even tell your loved ones and your best friends, look, if you got a a text that you're going to text me and I'm going to get upset when I read it, save that because I'm going to go on a spiritual sabbatical with the Lama for about 45 days. And then y'all can send that all you want. And when you move from the what I call the ping pong mindset, reactionary mindset, to the cause and effect mindset, 
And she realized, like Jessica realized, that if you breathe a certain way and if you move a certain way, things get better and they get slower and they go, they, the opposite happens of what the average psychologist knows today. And that is, is that thoughts are highly overrated, just like hair. And uh, we spend too many times thinking about things we shouldn't be thinking about. I know. And now as you slow it down and as you slow your spirit and inner clock down, you can, oh, I don't like you. Oh, I, I like you a lot. I can give power to you. I don't want to give any time or attention to you. And you're less emotionally connected to these thoughts. Yes. If I'm going to put my emotional energy behind it, it's going to be the thoughts I agree on. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the thoughts that I disagree on. I'm not going to give more power to fear than I want to give to love or joy, right? I want to give more power to joy and happiness. I want to give like no power to apathy or give no power to oh my god woe is me and all that and worry <laughs> worry is not even going to be a part of my dialogue anymore right right worry can cast out all you know 30 minutes of worry can ruin all your sidhanas of the whole day and sidhanas is just a sanskrit word for the right to practice so everything I did this morning, when I did my 45-day challenge, which is rooted in Tai Chi Gung and City Yoga practice, if I worried for 30 minutes, I just threw all the good energy and vibration right out the window. You learn to laugh more and be happy and carefree like a child. And it's almost like the Tai Chi Gung follows you around all day long. You only did it for 20 or 40 minutes, but the beauty of it follows you around all day. It does. It does. Yeah. So we got a few more minutes before we go. Is there anything else we want to cover before we go? <clears throat> um, no, I was just thinking about mindfulness in relation to um, compassion, you know, having compassion for others. And I yeah. have found, yeah, yeah, I've found that the more that I've been mindful since doing Tai Chi Gung, it has helped me to have more compassion for people that may want to persecute me. <laughs> yeah, not many of those, but you never know. Yeah. There's people yeah. out there, but but just have more compassion for anybody and in any situation. And so, well, I, it's I true. It's really that. true. It, you yeah. know, compassion fits in with mercy and forgiveness when you yeah. think about it, right? It does. It does. Because somebody tries to cut you off in the traffic, especially during this cycle, going to happen. You know, I can get upset about it, or I can slow down and let the crazy, create what I call creative drivers, go by me, right? Mm -hmm. When somebody goes after me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I'm talking about I got to know that there's a good chance that probably I'm over a good target. I'm probably doing something that's right. And why let the judgment of one unconscious being give you even five minutes of grief, right? Right. And so when it does, it just tells us we need to do more work on us, right? Yeah. 
It means we're off center. When somebody upsets you about something you know in your heart's not true, then why would you get upset when you know it's not true? If they call you out on something, you know, and, and, and you can pray for people, whoever they are and wherever they're at. What I like to do the moment somebody goes after me, I just, I just get kind of quiet and I just throw a bubble light around them. Love, I love them. I just tell them God's loving you. If I know a couple is having a hard time, I just see one person over here, just like you and me are in these screens together. And I just say, you know, light and energy of God is flowing between them, making their relationship perfect for each other right now. And that every minute of every day, they're more realizing that God is speaking and living through each and every one of them. And you can just feel the strife that's going on between them just kind of melt away. And so, you know, we have the power of resurrection in this. And if we have that kind of power, what kind of power do we have at our fingertips of Abba, our Holy Father, to do? So always, bless you, always just remember that if you feel something in your body, there's something you can do about it. If you feel something in your emotional body, there's something you can do about it. And when somebody persecutes you and attacks you, doesn't mean you've got to go after them. You know, two wrongs never make a right. You just, you know, put on, you know, the God's armor, right? Make your energy stronger. Pray for them, right? Forgive them. I mean, all the masters do, right? All the true masters really do. And and just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. And it's just like, you know, the Indians had a trait that they would, you know, put something piece of paper and put it to the fire and just let it go. Yeah. Just, just let it go. Spend more time with the flame, more time in prayer, and more time letting go. Well, Jessica, it's been great being with you, sweetheart. We'll have to do this again Thank next you. month. Oh, we will. On our monthly broadcast that we do. And right. uh, and, and uh, happy to be with you. Look forward to the next subject matter. Yep. All right. Well, I'll see you then. God bless. <laughs> you bet. Bless. This has been the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya. Follow the Holistic Keto Goddess on social media like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya.